Well, good day to you all, and welcome back to the podcast. And we are still actually busy with Wanted Sussex Today, which was written by Andrew Green. And uh, today we will be looking at Ninfield. And uh, let's see what interesting hauntings took place in Ninfield. So during the 1980s, I was told by a director of a firm of a building contractor in Rye of an unusual incident in a house his company had been called upon to renovate and modernize. One of the young apprentices was doing some carpentry work in the dining room and an older man was plastering the walls at the end of the room. The apprentice accidentally dropped a chisel and when he bent down to pick it up from the floor, saw a pair of trousered legs on the other side of the bench. They were not those of the plasterer and when he straightened up, he was shocked to find no one there. The lad bent down again and saw that the legs had not moved. The trousers were shabby and he noticed that they were tied at the waist with a piece of old cord. He stood up again and this time saw the vague shape of a man's headless torso facing him. The lad was so upset that he shrieked out to his companion who on the turn around also saw a man's misty shape of torso which faded as he ran towards the boy. Both witnesses were so upset by the experience that they were allowed to go home. The young apprentice refused to work in the house again and he was allocated to another site. In Sasse Ghosts and Legends, Tony Wales tells of two brothers who were hedge cutting in a churchyard and had a sudden and furious violent quarrel about a lover that they shared. The elder threatened that he would cut off his younger brother's head unless he stopped seeing the girl and getting no satisfactory reply he did just that cut off the boy's head with a sickle. He was later hanged for murder for the killing had been witnessed by a couple of villagers. Both brothers were buried in the same grave. Let's see what's happening in Northium. The Hayes Arms Inn. Last autumn, Pamela and Stephen Broadhurst took over as joint managers of this 15th century hotel and soon heard of the haunting. One of the most recent witnesses was a daughter of the owner who saw a ghostly figure in one of the bedrooms. Her description of the spectre was exactly the same as given by Jean Anderson, a former owner, who in 1980 she saw a young woman of about 30 wearing a white hat and a grey gown standing in the middle of the room. She was holding something in her right hand but I couldn't see exactly what it was, she said. Although the haunting has always been sudden and totally unexpected, no one has ever been frightened by her. As they say, she always seems to be such a friendly person. Research suggests that the ghost who is seen for only about 30 seconds before she vanishes is that of Molly Beale, a baker's daughter, who was found murdered in one of the bedrooms. From the style of her clothing, she lived in the Edwardian era. When there was a spinning wheel in an alcove adjoining the main bar, the figure of an old woman was seen on more than one occasion, bending over the machine as if examining it. Some believe that she was Molly's mother, and rumors at the time implied that there was some connection between her appearance 
and that of her daughter. Crown and Thistle When Miss Marsh and her family took over this 14th century pub, they did not realize that they had taken over the resident ghost as well. Her daughter Haley has seen the phantom of a woman aged about 40 and wearing a long dark dress and a funny old bonnet walk through the side of the building. Brian, a relief manager, also saw the apparition in November 1995. She was standing for a few seconds by my bed. She didn't worry me, just surprised me, he said later. Mrs. Marsh herself saw the figure of a man in a doublé and hose, with a feather in his hat, walking quite purposefully along one of the upstairs corridors. I'm not really bothered about it though, she said, for I gather we are not the only witnesses, and so far no one has been frightened. Why should they be? Northam Parish Church When practicing in the church a few years ago, the former organist, Mr. Holtstock, was surprised to hear the sudden noise of a man's voice in the vestry, for he knew the room to be empty, the door locked, and the key safely in his pocket. A member of the parochial church council also experienced the same phenomenon. One of the helpers, providing flowers for a special occasion in August last year, actually unlocked the vestry door when she heard the voice to see if there was anyone in there. The vestry was empty, but as Mr. Holstock has done, she also said she could smell the scent of room melodies, although there was no one in church at the time. Peas Marsh Horse and Cart Inn Incidents of poltergeist activity are more frequently experienced in pubs and houses, to which the owners have just moved and they are often described as hauntings. When one considered the traumas and tensions suffered in moving house, it is not surprising that one hears reports from the newly arrived about the weird movements of glasses or the smashing of ashtrays, the switching on and off of electrical equipment and taps of beer barrels caused by some unseen power or energy. What is slightly unusual is to learn of sexual harassment by a ghost as described by members of the staff in the 16th century in Silla Gurdin, who took over the license of the horse and cart, more than 12 years ago was reaching for the handle of a pump to serve a regular customer, with his usual pint of the best when some saucy devil suddenly pinched her. At least this is what she thought. She turned around to find the customer smiling and giggling. It was Harry, they answered her. A name they gave the ghost, they say, is rather cheeky. Maria Wall, one of the bar staff, was attacked in a similar fashion and earlier on the power was cut off from the vacuum cleaner while she was cleaning the carpets. That must have been Harry, for there was no one else around at the time, she said. Yet another victim was Lena Bickett, who suffered the same bottom-pinching indignity as Scylla. The culprit, if there is one, is presumed to be the ghost of a man interested only in female peripigians. An 18th century word, a full and rounded buttocks, but he has so far remained invisible. We just wish he could keep his hands to himself, said Scylla, but we would never call in an exorcist, for he is rather fun to have around. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. 
So uh, yeah, we've got bottom pinching ghosts now. Okay. Well, remember guys, whatever you're doing, please keep it safe. And until next time, thank you very much. Cheers.